Well, hello world, and welcome to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. I'm your host, Charlie Marcole, and I'm so glad you joined in today. We will talk about so many exciting things, so stay tuned. I'm so happy you're here. Hey, Confluencers, I hope your first week in the new year is off to a great start. Welcome to episode 19 of 2019. I'm busier than ever working with this brand of mine, trying to see which direction I want to take it. I want to share some news with you on what I've accomplished so far. Last week's episode, I shared with you that I did not do a vision board for 2018. And oh my God, it started off so rocky. So I made a vow to myself after the last recording of last week's podcast. I went to Hobby Lobby and got all of my materials ready to do a vision board. So I have completed one vision board. I am working on another one for the brand and getting ready to host a small yet intimate vision board party this weekend in Dallas. And we're just only nine days into the new year. I am booking events and speaking engagements. So I'm on my way back up. I feel good about it. My body is trying to catch up with my mind because I feel like I'm going a thousand miles running. Not to mention, I still wear a thousand hats. So pray for me, saints. Pray for me. I mean, a lot can happen in nine days. Hell, a lot has happened in nine days. I saw this meme. You know, I I, I just believe in the spirit of laughter. But this meme said, between y'all... R. Kelly, Bird Box, Trump, and this wall, I'm ready for 2020. Y'all have killed my 2019. And I looked at that and I was like, you know, it's some validity in that. Why? Because our focus is all on the wrong things. You know, as you will hear my guest for this week say, Sometimes you got to keep your head in the clouds. If not, it will consume you and take you in. That's why the Bible tells us to sift things like wheat. You know, we shake out what we can't deal with at this moment and handle what we can. So you got to learn to sift through the wheat and the madness that comes into our life. Now, I haven't seen Bird Box So I can't give an opinion, but I can only imagine when I do. And, you know, I will be the first to share my views. But here's one thing I do know for sure. My income tax need to come on time. Child, I ain't going to even say I'm broke, but I'm going to just say that my funds are depleted because Masterpiece Reveal was everything I wanted and more. Shout out to Masterpiece Reveal. I'm still riding high on that hog, y'all. I mean, I couldn't have planned a better birthday celebration for 40. 
But that's not the point. I really need the government to open up so my W-2s can't come into the mail. But there's nothing worse than a miscommunication between two people that has nothing to do with anything major. I know we've all been there in our life. Like, why are we miscommunicating? This ain't even that serious. And this wall situation can't be that serious. We got people whose jobs are affected. They're being furloughed. The IRS is shut down. Come on, man. Kids can't go camping because that is a part of the government. So we got to learn again how to sift through the wheat, including our politicians. There are so many people whose lives are being affected. And history shows us that closing the government is actually more expensive than keeping it open. I hope you're listening, Trump. Then, if the government shutdown wasn't enough, you had the senseless murder of a seven-year-old girl right here in the Bayou City. Justice was finally served for Jasmine Barnes, but as a mother, as a mother of a child growing up in this society of today, my heart still hurts. And I just got to ask myself, when would it end? Having guns in this country is that important? I don't know if I told you one important fact that I learned in Paris was they don't have. When I say they government strong arm, the government strong arms. When they say they don't have guns in that country, I was like, wow, you can't tell me that it can't be done here in America when we have copied that whole democracy system of the UK but I digress and that will be another podcast but you know my heart hurt because Jasmine didn't get a chance to go to her high school graduation or her mom see her all dressed up for her prom or she didn't even have those teen woes that you know we all encountered growing up all because her life was cut short because of a mistaken identity. That's why you got to be careful, women of confluence. You know, I'm kind of side-eyeing that whole situation, but I just hate that it had to happen to a seven-year-old girl. Then if that wasn't enough to blow you away, the R. Kelly docuseries on Lifetime should have left you breathless. Lifetime six-part docuseries Surviving R. Kelly once again shined a spotlight on more than two decades worth of sexual misconduct and allegations against R. Kelly. Child, it left me spiritually disturbed. It triggered me and it made me really sit down and come up with a concept change. As I scrolled through our uh, Facebook and social media, I saw people that I knew personally arguing with other people about the problem. But here's the thing that doesn't solve a damn thing. All it does is create conflict between people when we really need to bridge that gap. But it also shed light on another thing. We need to hold those who enable predators accountable. 
I was looking at the TV at some of these people like, why are you crying now? I mean, were you crying then? I even tweeted that to some other people. So that was the basis of the podcast this week. When I looked at each of those women, they looked very familiar. Not because I personally knew them, but I saw that they hungered for something and lacked a whole lot of things that are fundamental in order to survive and set yourself apart. Being in touch with your emotional self so you can recognize when you are emotionally abused. Emotional abuse destroys your self-esteem, making it extremely impossible or you believe it's impossible to start fresh. And the only way you can win with a toxic person is not to play. Don't even play the game. Don't even play with fire when you know that you can have a possibility of being burnt. But you know what the problem is? Society normalizes unhealthy behavior so people may not understand that their relationship is abusive. Like when I watched the ex-wife, she said, I just wanted to get back to that man who couldn't read. What, girl? But you know what? My heart broke for her. Because I understood that she was looking for that broken man because somehow we think we can fix it. We can heal them. Listen to me when I say this. You can have a thriving business, a balanced life while still loving yourself. It's possible. That's why self-love and self-care is so important. Self-care is the resolution for 2019. We left all the excuses of why we can't in 2018. For this week's podcast, I had to call up one of my friends, Miss Stephanie Davis, licensed professional counselor, so we can talk about it. Without further ado, let's welcome and give a whoop whoop to Miss Stephanie Davis, whoop, whoop. Good evening. How are you? I am great. How are you? I am doing wonderful now that we had the opportunity to connect. Yeah, we've been playing like Ring Around the Rosie for a little bit, a couple of months for sure. I know. (laughs) Okay, can you do it today? Like, let's just go and do it today. It's good to be back back with Charlie. I told you, it's good. We're here. We're here. We are here connected and ready to go. Plugged in for 2019. Yes. Welcome. Amen. <laughs> 2018. Wow, I, I can't even, I don't even know. But yeah, this is going to be a good year. I'm claiming that. We claiming it. We we are naming it and claiming it yeah. for the last year of this decade. <laughs> that is true. I didn't even think about that. Man, nine is a spiritual number. Nine <laughs> means the completion of growth. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's going to be befitting for this year. Man, it's man, that is my thing. The completion, completion of growth. I mean, yeah, because it's something good got to come of this. Yeah, I believe that. We, you know, God say we get beauty for our ashes. So, well, it's time to rise up. It's coming. It's time to rise up. <laughs> Tell people about you and who you are. Okay, so my name is Stephanie Davis. I am a licensed professional counselor. I specialize in working with teens and adolescents and uh, their families to help them develop coping skills in addition to therapy. I also do mental health education. And the name of my practice is Heartwork Trending Counseling and Consulting. What else? I just wrote two books. I'm excited about that. And... The reason why I wrote the books was to get people, they're called Unmasked, The Journeys and Its Lessons, that's the first one, and then the second one is Unmasked You Too, Collections of Introspections, and they're books of poetry, which teach people to use writing as a coping technique. Um, Everybody's not comfortable with sharing and speaking out loud, but uh, writing is, is... such a great tool for expression and to be able to be a voice for us what else I created a workbook called a heartwork journal for parents well and teens can use it too for them to be able to kind of navigate through different activities so it's kind of like pseudo therapy in a book or resource I won't say therapy in a book but it's resources that you can use to kind of work through or learn techniques for anxiety depression um, and building self-esteem affirmations and so it's more of a curriculum I'm trying to turn it into that so yeah I think that's pretty much it for me well your plate is full and you wear a lot of hats so you know I'm eating trying to eat well yeah I'm blessed yes 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 so let's just jump into this podcast and just really get to some heart to heart so we can really trend about the topics that bother us yeah. so much. So with the year just starting a few days ago, do you believe in New Year's resolutions? And have you made one yourself? Um, I don't necessarily believe in, in coining it as resolutions. I think that this is a good time to either reevaluate some goals or kind of set some but I don't I don't think that it should be a hard thing because I feel like when you use the word resolution it's like a traditional mindset of everybody Mm -hmm. follow through with resolutions but I think if you say hey you know this is a, a new space in life now I won't even say maybe a new year but just this is a new space in life this is what I'm deciding to do and then you know as we use in education smart goals so yeah, I think setting smart goals is is more adequate than having a New Year's resolution per se, because there are things that you can actually um, be measurable and, and that you can obtain. When when people say resolution, it's almost like you really overly commit to something. And, mm, and- I like that overly commit because that's the problem. I'm gonna lose thirty pounds and. You don't lose two. You know what I mean? Like, that's good. Right. Like, it makes you overly commit to something. Okay. And it, okay. But because it, it's the hype. And, and, like, for me, I don't, 
I don't really fall into the hype. It's the hype. Like, yeah, I do think that if that's something that you want to do, lose weight, that's some realistic goals that, that you're going to do. Not, not say, you know, because everybody else is doing it. Just what do you want for yourself? And so for me, self-care was one of the big things that I wanted to set a goal to do um, because we get so busy with life, kind of just busy, you know, that, that we're on this merry-go-round that we don't really take time to tap into ourselves and recognize our triggers and what's going around with us. And so just kind of regrouping is, mm. is one of my goals. So you said self-care. Explain. I know it's self-explanatory, but for some women, they have this pseudo idea that self-care means going to the Galleria Mall and buying a bag. Or self-care means I'm going to go and take myself on a impulsive shopping spree because I love me right <laughs> yeah can you explain to the listeners what self-care is okay so, well first of all that's retail therapy that's a whole nother thing you know you got to figure out what, what's the underlying ordeal that you feel like actually retail therapy can be considered like lack of self-care because that has to be a reason why you feel like you have to be compensated with material things um, as opposed to caring for yourself. So that is what self-care is. Self-care is caring for yourself. It's an internal thing. It's figuring out, it's almost like peeling back, uh, un- I say unmasking, because that's the name of my book, but it has a lot to do with unmasking. And, and really, self-care is ugly sometimes because you have to sit in those feelings. You have to really kind of be honest with yourself and that's not always easy especially if you don't know what's missing you know something's missing but you have to go through the process and that's what the self-care is going through the process to figure out how do you care for yourself who am I internally and and it's in its intrinsic work that that shows on the outside but you got to fix the inside first so self-care is caring for yourself and that's starting with the inside so whatever it is that you feel like it's a nudging or it's something that you know you can it's almost like not being clean inside and so you know that there's something off base and you got to figure out what that is and whether self-care be a therapy time alone I wrote a blog recently about everything that was happening like just in four days in the new year that was just it was a lot and so sometimes uh caring for yourself is 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 exactly that it's selfish it's being for yourself at that moment and then you can come back out for, with the rest of the world i think a lot of self-care is really being in a space that you are selfish and you're kind of um disconnecting from the world for a little bit and we're always so busy especially as women and influencers and you know we want to change the world but we got to take some time to go on ourselves and change us as well I like what you said you said it's ugly because I too sometimes believe oh honey you know what I'm gonna go you know take a trip around the world 
and I post the most prettiest of things or the experience, but I don't post that moment where I had a breakdown at the train station or I may have had a breakdown on the beach while drinking a pina colada. You know what I mean? Because I don't want you to see that. Right. You know? And self-care, I, you know, had a moment with myself in Europe. Uh, matter of fact, I had a, a breakdown because I realized that I too have been hiding behind a mask. You know, people come up to me, you doing it, you doing it. But if they only knew the things that I was really suffering with and I had to have a moment, like I'm tired. I yeah. am tired of putting on masks. I'm tired of putting on eyebrows. I am tired of putting on <laughs> concealer. I'm tired of putting on, like, I'm tired. And that is the first day that I actually did a video. I let the world see my fresh face. I usually don't let nobody see and my face. And you were beautiful. <laughs> and, and that's what's crazy, Stephanie. People were like, oh, my God, your skin. Like, what kind of found? I'm like, this is just tears and air. I have no foundation on today. And nothing and was wrong with like, it. You were glowing. But see, that's the thing. I don't know where in life we felt like, well, I, I know for me, because I had to research my history and go through my own therapeutic journal and, and journey, um, where we started masking. And so I think a lot of self-care is figuring out when did you have to start wearing a mask? Mm. When did you get to this space where you felt like you had to compensate or cover up? Yes. When did you get to this space? Because you're right. It's a space because, you know, we'll let our homegirl know the truth. But baby, we put that mask on for a a company that don't even pay us back a tenth of what we give them advertisement, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like we, right. just and so that's, that's where the self-care comes in to figure out, to really kind of retract. And that's, that's really what therapy is helping you retract so that you can move forward and, and be productive. You know, it's almost like you're uprooting uh, a rose a, a rose bush and and or you're pruning off areas that are there's still parts of the bush that grow but some of the branches are dead you i mean you gotta cut them off and you know so that the healthier parts can grow mm, come on the healthy parts speaking of healthy parts and you know i too didn't do a resolution i did a vision board um, because I, listen, I don't resolve. I don't lose the 30 pounds. Um, I actually probably fluctuate. So I said, you know what? I am going to do a vision board and on my vision board, it's going to say fitness and healthy and, you know, breathe. Right. Cause that's a part of, you know, taking care of self, breathing those breathing acts. Yeah, exercises and activities. So I didn't do a New Year's resolution, but I did a vision. Um, I actually did a podcast about that last week. And you're right. It may not come true when we put such a hard deadline on it. 
we think we didn't make it when we do a resolution because we did one for 2018, 2017, 2016, <laughs> 2015. But like the thing when you write the vision and make it plain, I have literally walked back up to old vision boards. Matter of fact, in 2017, I have a heart of a woman standing on a dock by herself and it says adventurous getaway. And now look. <laughs> and now look. It did not happen in 2017. Times we think, man, he forgot about me. But you got to be in a space to receive. You got to be in a space to say, you know what? I need to take a moment to take care of myself. So that's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. Woo! I, I did intentional journaling and so a part of the intentional journaling is I do a thing called the the four feats and so I quadrant everything out and so that's really to help I do it as well but um I I use it to help people unclutter mentally you know because we have so many things running through our mind and so part of self-care is learning also to unpack and unclutter what parts can we get rid of? What parts can we focus on? And it helps with um, relieving anxiety and depression. So we focus on four areas. So even if we say, for example, we're not talking about necessarily losing a set amount of pounds, maybe we're just talking about fitness. So one of the quadrants would be, okay, organizing my life as far as fitness. What What is it that I really need in this area? Yeah, it might be to lose weight, but initially, why am I working out? Because I want to be healthy, right? So it, it's setting it in that way, not to where you're you're creating more anxiety about not losing the weight, which means that you're not going to lose the weight because you got anxiety about losing the weight. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Which creates, which releases a chemical. And then you don't gain weight. Because I'm not a health, <laughs> you know, healthcare person yeah. that holds the fat into our body. Ain't that crazy? Because our bodies release a chemical that makes us hold on to the fat so you can't lose weight. You can go to the gym every right. single day and not lose it because you are stressed. And so you need to know why you're losing And you need to, um, the thing is, working with self-care, being able to relax in the state that you're in so that you can operate at your highest. And so that's what I really push for therapy knowing what state you're in, sitting in that space, and then working through that and not masking it, not not saying, you know, not trying to be an overachiever because a lot of times we try to overcompensate for for the things that we really can't communicate that are going on. Girl, you better get up off my street. You better get up off my street. You better, you are knocking on my You got to work through the process. It's a process. Girl, I know. That's, I told you I had a moment, baby. I had a moment. Moments are good. As long as you don't Girl, a moment too long. Moments are just that moments. <laughs> baby, I had a moment where I had to release because I overcompensate. And I realized that day that I went, you know, did those videos live and I had no makeup. At first, I was not going to do it. I'm going to tell you. Because I was like, oh, my face ain't slayed to Jesus. But then people would inbox me, A, about my skin, B, about the comical commentary that I gave. You know, I appreciate the fact that you're authentic. And, that, and that's all, you, that means a lot. You know, sense a funny laughing face. You know, because I think I said, we up here talking about queening, queening. Yeah, you know, I 
fancy. And I was like, I just got to go. I just, I, I got to let loose. I'm not perfect, you know, and I can't have every hair perfectly placed in, you know, it's placed in my eyebrows and not dry. Like, it's about experiences. Yes. That, ooh, yeah. this is good. And I think social this media just... Uh, we didn't grow up in this stage. Like, you know, you had to be on all the time. And then I think about, you know, everything that's happening in the news and, and like, we'll probably get to that, but just how it, it's creating this, this, this illusion, like what's, what's really reality. You, you get distorted. And that's one reason why you have to practice self-care. Because because you you get so much, and I wrote a blog about that, you know, so much is we're inundated with everything. And so you take that into your spirit, especially if you're a nurturer or you're, you know, what they call an imp. Um, you take on the world's problems and, and feelings and you're connecting to that. And if you're a deep spiritual person, you know, you have to really be careful of what you're letting in. And so um, I talked about that, like everything that's happening in the news you know, you, you got to put your head in the clouds a little bit to regroup and then, you know, come back out. But you definitely have to disconnect. Mm, yeah, disconnect. So speaking of disconnecting and self-care, let's talk about triggers. Okay. Because like you just hit it on a nail, it's a lot happening in the world. And you know, when you think about what happened last year or what has happened in the past, things happen and when it resurfaces, it triggers us. What is a good way for a woman of confluence who wants to, you know, live a different way than she did in the past? How should she be able to deal with her triggers? For one, you have to recognize them. And so clinical world you, you go by frequency duration and intensity and so you want to reckon start recognizing patterns what is it that or what environment are you in what are you watching what food are you eating that creates triggers in you who who are you hanging around um is it different relationships that are certain things that you might watch you get vibes from people I um, mean, I think that we need to listen more to ourselves. And the more that we practice self-care, we become more grounded in ourselves. Like I said, self-care is caring for self. And so we're able to be more protective of ourselves because sometimes we ignore our triggers and we push past that to say, well, you know, it'll be okay. Or, you know, just kind of blow it off for whatever reason, because either we feel obligated or there's something within us that makes us feel like you know we're crazy or, or but those are those that intuition we got to learn how to listen to so the more we get in tune with ourselves and in our spirituality uh whatever that is um as far as you know your your christian walk if, if you're a believer of christ focusing in god guides us and leads us in the direction but we don't always listen to that because we're so inundated with everything else. So just being more in tune and recognizing patterns will help you work through the triggers. 
Okay, because you know what? I felt compelled. Um, after watching Surviving the R. Kelly docuseries, um, understandably, you know, as a survivor, I don't call myself a victim of sexual assault. It's important because I recognize during that docuseries that I was not the only one. But what I recognize is some people hadn't really fully dealt with that area, that hurt, that pain, because it triggered them in a way that they were aggressive. Would you agree? Yeah, in some ways I agree. I think that you can be be in that process or mm-hmm. you have gotten to a place where you're stable and and that's kind of like your healing space but every now and then something can come back that revives a that part of you um and and so that's where you have to recognize what is it that triggered that specifically um Mm. abuse uh was it something um sometimes it could just be small things i i too um am i say domestic abuse survivors well i don't call myself a victim but there were times where i I would see a black car a black mercedes and that was my trigger you know (laughs) because i was like oh oh gosh is is that him and then it was like tinted windows too so i i was fearful of that so um just recognizing small things and then being able to move past that to say okay this is this is not this person this is a totally different person in this car um a lot of people haven't dealt with them and so it is that's when those secrets start coming up that's why it's important mm-hmm. to practice self-care and be able to find an outlet, a good therapist, or if you need to journal, whatever your coping skills are, use that to uh, really explore your feelings and kind of be clear, will provide clarity for yourself so you can know, okay, this is how I really felt. Because sometimes the triggers don't come up until years later. And then you can be in a totally new relationship. You can be an adult. And then something will just happen sometimes out of the blue. And you're like, oh, you know, people are looking at you like, what's wrong with her? And so, yeah, you get to a space where either you're going to talk about it um, so that people around you can kind of know how to, to deal with the situation. Support systems are important too, especially when you're trying to, to heal okay so speaking of triggers do you think that things from our past affect our present and our future for instance like the cycle continues with unhealthy relationships or maybe abusive relationships do you think that those things have an adverse effect on who we become later on or what the kind of relationships we pick, especially working with adolescents and young adults. Do you see that pattern? I do. I see, well, for one, working with young adults is more so modeling 
And so a lot of their issues come from what they see. So they don't see healthy relationships all the time. Remember, this is the age where everybody is inundated with social media. So to them, abuse looks like love because um, that's my boo. You know, he just don't want nobody else to have me. And so those cycles will start getting in there. So when you start off with a relationship like that, you don't really have any triggers. The triggers start coming in that second relationship after you realize that you have been traumatized and and really what it was that first relationship that sets the tone to create those triggers. And then if you don't fix it in the second relationship, it triggers up again in the third one. And then it triggers up again when you don't fix it in the fourth. First relationship is kind of your, 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 your beginning and so what what you're doing there especially from a teen perspective you're modeling you're modeling what your mom shows you you're modeling what tv shows you looks like a relationship like it's okay for a man to um, cheat on me or it's okay for this person to have multiple women as long as i'm the main and you know and so you start seeing that like even with 15 year olds well I'm the main one you know he we go to school together yeah I know about her and you get this attitude where um women are fighting over men well young girls are fighting over boys and you know (laughs) no you had it right Women are fighting. That, that too. That too. Yeah, you got grown women that still do that too. And they, the men got, they're just, you know, living. That's exciting to them. Like, yeah, I'm I'm the man because I got all these women that's, that want me, you know, and, and it's a. But that goes back to that self-love component because right. you ain't really loving yourself. That's what it really, that's what I'm noticing, you know, as, you know, I am speaking to women out in the community. Like, where is your self-love? And it just, when you peel, it's like an onion. When you start peeling back those layers, you're like, oh, you don't even know what, like, some women don't know what self-care look like. A lot of women don't even know what self-love looks like. And then they end up having children, particularly daughters. Yes, that's true. And then you are continuing the vicious brutal honey ugly yeah of women not knowing how to truly love themselves and so when you don't you're right so when you don't have self-love you're more susceptible to to abuse because you don't know what sometimes you don't know what abuse looks like because it has become a norm for like even a shift of mindset where people feel like if somebody, a guy is, you know, cursing when he talks to you or you'll have females that are okay with the guy saying, oh yeah, that's my B. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like, you don't have a problem with that? Well, nah, you know, that's, you know, like there's, there's, this has become acceptable. And no, what it is, is that our society has perpetuated the ride or die mindset. We really have taken that thing to a whole new level. And well, we are said, really willing to it's die. <laughs> and it's going to kill us. And literally not die physically like shoot, but die to yourself. Yeah. 
die where you don't need I mean, to die. in a whole bunch of ways to where you're putting yourself in danger okay well we i mean we can talk about that in so many different capacities uh some dying physically to the point where you're willing to get yourself hurt or put yourself in a precarious situation with someone else over someone who has you're giving 100 percent to somebody who's giving 10 percent <laughs> And not, you know, not, not even ten, girl. Five. I'm, I'm with five. Um, and so, and so, that goes back to kind of that old school attitude. You remember uh, um, Barbara and Shirley, like uh, having a man <laughs> is better than having no man at all. Like this, this ain't this ain't just new. It's just more, more prevalent and you know, the value of self-love where people can say, well, they justify it. So when you're in a situation where, and I'll be honest with you, you know, when I was younger, I really, I had been in a relationship with my child's father since I was 17. So from like 17 to 25, I was in that situation and it was an abusive situation. I, and I, and I'll tell you why I stayed, um, but after that, I didn't want a relationship. So I, I dated, you know, and sometimes people were dating other people, but it was, it was about establishing the rules of dating. So, um, people don't do that anymore. And so that's why you have a lot of people that are being mentally, uh, impacted being, being hurt because it's a manipulative type thing now. You know, when you were dating back then, it was clear, like, let's some let's set some rules, you know, we're not exclusive. I'm seeing other people, you know, you had boundaries with dating. Now, one, a, a person will make you feel like you the main one and, you know, you're doing everything and pouring everything into it and you out the woodworks, all these other people come, you know, that's damaging to your self-esteem. So even a person that, that came in with self-love and self-confidence after you're being manipulated, your self-love starts to become lower, you know? Yeah. The one does. Yeah, yeah, it does. It you does. can start off and, you know, having self-love, but just situations kind of chip away at you, at you and, and take part of that. So, Part of the the self care is rebuilding those those pieces that that were broken, you know, and reshaping yourself. So I don't think people don't always go into relationships. Not every relationship um, with low self love. I, I think a series of events start happening, and and then start chipping away at you, and then that's when you start losing yourself. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we could talk hours about, you know, the absence of things, but you hit it on the nail. Um, when we get in those unhealthy relationships, we are seeking something that we're not getting right from another source. And so we are quick to tell, you know, all the things that we're missing or what I need. And some people are like, you know, a puppet master. Oh, that's what you need. You know, and then you find yourself thinking that this person is meeting your need. And really, they are a master manipulator. Right. So women of confluence, you got to be very careful. And this is the age of narcissism, too. 
Yes, yes, you and, and we talk about that a lot. It's even difficult, um, clinician wise, to treat a narcissist. I don't like you got to have a very special thing because they're able to fake. They are able to put on some type of air, and and we were talking about you know the R. Kelly situation. They're able to put on a type of air you know, where they're lovable, they're charming out in public, they're the life of the party, and then they turn into a totally different person. Uh, when you're behind closed you're behind doors, yes, ma'am. Or you get them mad, or you trigger them, so it's something within them, and usually it's the insecurity within themselves where something happened, and so their control is, they're controlling you is a way of not being hurt, or, or not being controlled themselves if that makes mm-hmm. so it's like i'm gonna control you so that way you know i can feel like i'm powerful and so usually people they they've either been mistreated like that or they've been abused themselves and so they tend to carry that on because that's how people treated them but it's they are dangerous you know just uh <laughs> even the bible talks about that but that's a dangerous person to work with because you never know, you don't know what ankle they're coming from, you know, and, and that chips away at self-love as well. And I think in my relationship, I felt like I was surrounded by love so much. And that's that nurturing thing. You have to be careful with, with dating. Um, I wanted to be, the healer. So I couldn't understand why this person, and I should have ran. I should have. I always think that in retrospect. And I tell kids and I tell, especially young girls, first sign of abuse, go like, don't even question it. Don't try to analyze it. Don't try to, you know, don't try to stroke the ego. And I think that was my mistake because I felt like, wow, you know, I had all this love and this person is broken. Um, I want to know how I can get this person to love me the way everyone else does. So then you're right. You start seeking validation from that person because it was a curiosity. They're like, why are you so broken? You know, I'm holding. Mm-hmm. But after a while, if you keep um, giving your wholeness to someone else, you, you lose your self-love and then you do. Def- no, you become part of Yeah. You become. A yeah. And you, you deplete yourself where you were once whole. Um, because you're giving so much to this person, but they can't fill up on it because they got a hold somewhere else. So every time you pour into them, it's it's not retaining. And so you can get the continuous abuse. And it's almost to the point where they turn on you because it's like a jealous type thing. Like, why are you so happy? You know, and and I remember experience that as far as abuse, like. Normally, you would be happy for your partner. <laughs> You know, but it was always like a a pseudo underlying jealousy, yeah, like a pseudo happy, like you know, even small. Like I know when you graduate from college, you're gonna leave, you know. And so, and and that was not my mindset, but I should have. So I think you know, there are certain things that chip away at at your self love that you do have for yourself, and so you you gotta focus on rebuilding that. And and I I was just you know I I wept for those girls because they've been in that space for a long time and I know 
that when you, like you said, recognize it, you got to recognize it. You can't, you can't change anything that you won't acknowledge. That's the bottom line. You can't change anything that you refuse to acknowledge. And when you go back into that space, like you said, it's ugly. It's ugly. But you got to go back into that space and like just literally break down and do that ugly cry. Like I'm telling you, it was ugly, baby. That I had not ugly. And I think sometimes, like you say, before we're influences, before we, you know, have this confidence and we walk boldly, we got to be able to walk within ourselves and explore ourselves. Right. Um. So I'm gonna end on a positive note. Is there anything that a woman of confluence should be doing for her 2019? What would you suggest that she does? Find what makes you happy. Like outside of kids, outside of your career. I know we have our businesses and we're in boss mode all the time. Um, Outside of social media, find something that makes you happy you just you not everybody else not try to mm. you know well I'm okay if everybody else is okay because that that's kind of my thing like I'm happy if everybody else is happy and then the question was well what really makes you happy and you know you kind of say well I don't know I, I mean I'm good everybody else good but what makes you happy so this is a year of getting in tune with you not what everybody else is doing, but with, with you in that moment, what makes you happy? So even if it's traveling, taking you a solo trip, um, just find what makes you happy. Yeah, yeah. I'm about for that. Definitely. And <laughs> restoring, restoring you. This is like you said, this is the year of restoration and revealing. And so this is our year, revealing and healing. Yep. Healing and revealing. Healing and revealing. Healing and revealing. And I definitely, I'm a journaler. Like, you know, I write a lot. You know, I'm pretty sure uh, I probably got 17,000 books between my phone, between receipts, between notes, between notepads. I believe in a way to release. Um, this was, I, I say I released in 2018 in order to reveal for 2019 because in your words, I had to take up the mask. I had to take it off. I had to say, this is it. Like I said, I'm tired. I put it down. I surrender all. White flag right here. I can't, I can't hold it together any more you know this is the first time that i've if my close friends know that i have uh, that i am a survivor of sexual abuse um but for the longest i've held that in for years i remember I, 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 for years for years and that that actually i came to grips with that in the uk um like i'm gonna actually tell that part of the story because see some people don't understand how I didn't have you know self-love or all of these other things but that part is 
the kickoff to the story. Because, see, people look at this, you know, like I said, this perfectly cloth woman. But really, I had been, I've been a broken woman, and I had to do the work. You got to do You got to do the hard work. Woo, you got to do the hard work, baby. Baby. Once you get the yeah. then you can keep it trending and you go and you share your stories with other people. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Well, tell people where they can find you and start following you and, you know, even come see you if they have issues. Okay. Um, I am, so the website is www.heartworktrending.net and that's H-E-A-R-T-W-O-R-K and then trending, T-R-E-N-D-I-N-G.net. You can follow me on Instagram. I communicate more with people on there, but it's at heartworktrending and I'm on Twitter at I'm S. Davis, I-M-S-D-A-V-I-S. And pretty much if you log on the website and you scroll down to the bottom, you can click on the icons and connect with me. Uh, I do a lot of events in the community. So if you follow me on Instagram, that's probably your best bet to keep track of everything. I have a Facebook. It's also at Hard Work Trending. And I specialize in working with teens. So if you have teens, bring your babies to me. (laughs) I do do parent consulting. But um, that's a different entity of my practice. But as far as counseling, I'm more so with uh, teens and young adults. So ages 10 to 21. If you're older than that, I can consult you and then refer you to somebody else. But it's all love. It's all love. It's all love. Because you know what? Women of confluence, we're parents. And some of us are trying to figure out what to do with our teen daughters. Because the pressure looks different. And we can't recognize what it is to help our babies because we can't relate. You know what I mean? And I think we cannot relate. And then I teach a class on that, recognizing the different signs of uh, depression and how it looks and uh, changing the traditional values. I also teach a social uh, media awareness training. And, and I love teaching that class because it really bridges the gap. Cyberbullying is a big deal, but it's often difficult to communicate that with parents because, you know, if I'm talking about Snapchat or I'm saying, oh, well, somebody sent something to their DM and you don't really know what a DM is or what Snapchat is, it's hard to 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 solve the issue. So you have to stop what you're doing and kind of translate that and, and bring the parent up to speed and then come back to the session like, oh, OK. Yeah. So that's an important piece, just kind of making sure we're all speaking the same language. There you have it. Thank you, Steph, for your nuggets of wisdom. Ladies of Confluence, please go like, follow, and share her information. We let the butt naked truth hang out tonight. And I hope you gain something and learn from it. You heard her say, self love is ugly. But you have to do the work. Do the work. The work involves a quiet moment and an ugly cry. But it is worth it in the end. The ongoing resolution that you can resolve for yourself is to fix the inside. Grow through the pain. Go through the pain. 
so you don't continue to fester from those hurts. It may not all happen this year because it's a process and it took a minute for all of that to transpire. So it may take a minute for you to ascend, but your goal is to go all the way up. Don't stop because you owe yourself this. You owe yourself this. Woo! That's it for this week. That was heavy, but necessary. It is time for us to start having these real conversations because they're real issues that we can't continue to sweep under the rug. Until next time, be blessed and a blessing to others. This has been great. I'll see you next week. Smooches.